20 years ago yesterday, the freedom of this country was threatened. Something happened that had never happened on, on these uh, shores before, and that is a foreign enemy attacking our coast to destroy us. And that was, that was the entire goal. And I remember those days, and I'm sure that you do. If somebody mentions 9-11, you can go back to where you were. I remember exactly when I.B. called me that morning. She said, have you seen the news? And I said, no. I had a funeral that morning. And I went and found a television. I turned it on, and then I began to watch the, the Twin Towers fall, just like you did. And all day long, we followed after whatever was happening. And people found themselves, for the first time, afraid. And the reason we were afraid is because we were afraid our freedom was going to be taken from us. And those 20 years have passed, and I remember all of the things that, that happened basically during that time. My daughter was pregnant with her first son. She was scared to death about what was about to happen. Would she see her child? Would her child be raised? Spent a long time on the phone just talking to her. To a lot of other people. Because our freedom has been threatened. We've been attacked. That's not something that we're used to. And as that freedom was threatened on that day, all of a sudden we heard the rise, is this Armageddon? Is it Armageddon? Is the Lord coming? People flooded the churches. We remember that we had a lot of celebrities and people that showed up to a prayer vigil at that particular time. And only to hear from that great theological scholar, Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> that now we have 3,000 angels in heaven. No, we don't. No, we don't. I don't know the spiritual lives of those people. But folks, God doesn't make us angels. We're his children when we belong to him. Here is that, that freedom. Here is that liberty that you and I proclaim. And I've walked through this earth for many years and never been threatened like that. Never felt that. And neither had many of you. And we didn't understand everything that was going on. But folks, we cannot forget. We will not forget. And we must not forget. We've been attacked. The door has been opened for those very same people to attack again. And unless the people of God get on their faces before God and pray that God keeps us free, folks, it's coming again. And I can really believe that one of the first things that will happen is, is that our allies in a little country called Israel are going to be attacked to see if we will help defend them. But I want you to know something about Israel. Very simply put, you attack them, God will attack you. God's going to protect them. And God will protect us as long as we stand by them. It's very simple. It's in the scripture. And so we must make sure that today 
that God began to move in the hearts and lives of men that are leading our nations, move in the hearts and lives of men that are plotting our demise because they see us in a different light. For us to pray about our missions so that we can go forth and we can share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and show to others just exactly what this all means to us. Freedom. We love freedom. We love liberty. We love those things that allow us to go and do whatever we want to do. If you want to come here, you can come here. If you want to go there, you can go there. If you, if you want to uh, go over here, go over. It doesn't matter. We have the freedom to do those things. We have the freedom to move. We have the liberty that we can go and we can do. And, and all of those things provide us with this, this so-called uh, security that we have within ourselves. Only to find out that our security can be threatened and things can be happening. Because folks, we're not exempt from the attack on these shores. We're not exempt. You watch those people, you see those brave men and women who came out of those buildings, the firefighters that ran into the building and never came out again, the policemen that ran into the buildings never to come out again. And guess what? They knew that when they ran inside there, they would never see their family again. They knew it, but they ran inside anyway. We don't need to forget this. Yesterday was the anniversary. Today is the day when we can share this and say, we cannot forget. And it should drive us back to our knees. Because you see, on 9-11, it put this whole nation at, at a point where they began to come back to the church, only to find out, has the Lord come? Has Armageddon happened? And when they found out, no, this isn't Armageddon. No, the Lord hadn't come yet. Okay, well, off we went. Tell me when it's going to happen again. I can't. But I can assure you of one thing. Our freedom and our liberty can be threatened. Our freedom and our liberty can be taken away from us. Our freedom and our liberty can be attacked. And our freedom and our liberty can be robbed from us so that we are under despots. But when you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are forever free in Christ. And that is the most important part of this. Yes, we can be threatened. Yes, it can be taken from us. But no, in Christ... I'm not heading towards heaven so I can be an angel. God created all the angels He needs. And I'm sure that He's heard my mother say many times, you're not an angel, boy. And so I won't ever be classified that. But I will tell you this, I am a child of God and I am free in Jesus Christ. Now the question is, are you free to him what does it mean to be free in christ what does it mean to be forever free these this physical freedom this fleshly freedom that we have can be robbed can be taken from us but what you have in christ can never be taken away from you 
Because you see, it's God doing what only God can do. And when we put our faith and trust in Him, then we know for a fact, this is what God gives to me. I receive that as a gift. I take that by faith. And He comes to live inside of me. And no matter what attacks may come to this body, I will remain free in Jesus Christ. But we got to find out what does that mean? What does that mean to me and you to be free? Now, Romans chapter 8. I've told you before. To me, this is the crown jewel of the New Testament, this chapter. Everything that you need to know about your relationship with God is found in the 8th chapter of Romans. Now, remember now, there's no chapter breaks when they wrote this. When Paul wrote this, he just kept writing. And we're going to look back in just a moment to some verses in chapter 7. But it comes into uh, the end of chapter 7, and he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. In Christ, no condemnation. And so why would Paul say that? Why would Paul remind us of that? You have to go back into chapter 7. Beginning in verse 14, we read what the Apostle Paul talks about, what's happening in his life. So here's the first thing I want you to understand. If you want to be forever free, you've got to be willing to surrender, not to an enemy, but to Almighty God. You have to surrender. And surrender means that I lay down everything that I have. I lay down my weapons. I lay down my life. I lay down who I am. I lay down everything about me. And I confess I can do absolutely nothing. I surrender to you. I give everything to you. And when we hand those things to God, it's amazing what happens. Now look back at verse 14. When you look at verse 14, and, and some people think, well, Paul was just writing to the church. What I want you to notice, first of all, is this. From verse 14 to verse 25, there are 38 personal pronouns. I, my, me. I, 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 me, mine, my, 38 times. Paul says, it's me. It's me. Sometimes I think we need to remember and sing that old song. Not my brother nor my sister, but my, it's me, O oh Lord. What? Standing in the need of prayer. It's me and it's you. And so that's why it's important that we bring ourselves to the place where we surrender to Him. Because look at what Paul said, verse 14. We know that the law is spiritual. I am carnal. That word carnal means fleshly. I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that I do not. But what I hate, that I do. That's me and you, in a nutshell. What we shouldn't be doing, that's what we're doing. What we ought to be doing, that's what we're not doing. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law. That's good. Now when it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. We must understand that we must surrender to the fact that we are sinners. 
And we have a sinful nature inside of us that I'll point out in just a moment. But as sinners, keep this in mind, God has presented to us a way to deliver us and set us free from the captivity of sin. How does he do it? First of all, he justifies us. He justifies us from the penalty of sin. He removes that from us. And no longer are we threatened with this thing called death and hell. And then we go through a process and then we will be glorified. First of all, we're justified. Then we're going to be glorified. But right in between that, we are in the process right now of being sanctified. And sanctification means he's cleaning us up. He's making us more like Jesus every day. That's what sanctified means. We are set apart, saint, set apart by God to be used of God for his service to make us more like Jesus in everything that we do. And we must constantly strive. And you say, well, I want to be more like Jesus. Okay. I'm going to say two words to you. And I'm saying it to me just like I'm saying it to you. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you the truth. You ready? If you want to be more like Jesus, grow up. Grow up. We can find everything wrong that we want to find to justify us not doing what we ought to be doing. You can find things wrong with me every Sunday. Every Sunday. But what we have to understand is this. What we need to do is grow up in Christ and quit looking for what's wrong and thanking God for what's right. And that's what we do because we realize we are sinners. We strive. We are to strive to be like Him. So we surrender to the truth of what God is to us. You see, there's a war going on inside of us. And that war takes place every day in you and in me. It's a battle. And the battle continues over and over now can i be real honest with you folks this morning for nearly 16 years right here in this church i've had one man that has given me trouble for those nearly 16 years challenges me Tells me I'm doing this and telling me I'm doing that or I can do this or I can do that. For 16 years here, I've been dealing with, with this one individual that just, just won't let, let things alone and won't let things happen and won't let things be what they ought to be and won't try to live in that, in that structure of what God has for us. It makes you weary, you know it? And I don't mind telling you who it is. It's me. It's me. I'm the only one that can grow up. I'm the only one that can be free. I'm the only one. Folks, I do my dead level best to help you to understand. Here's what God says. But I've got to grow up too. I've got to focus my attention on God as well. And it takes every one of us together surrendering ourselves to the fact that we are sinners. And that we have a heart that is deceitful, Jeremiah said. And it's desperately wicked. 
And who can know it? Jeremiah said, I, the Lord, know your heart. He knows my heart. That's why I have so much trouble with me. I'm not going to point a finger at you. It's me. It's me. And so inside of me, I've got to get things right. But I've got to deal with this fleshly nature that is inside of me. And this nature is what's destroying us. Listen to what Paul said in Galatians 5. For the flesh lusts lust after the spirit, or against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary the one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. Sometimes we throw up our hands and we give up. Sometimes we say, I'm going to retire. I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't want to do that. You've got a war going on inside of you. Because when God saves you, that old nature doesn't go away. He transforms us. But that old nature continues to battle against the new nature that you have. And here is Satan that is trying to draw us away from God and keep us under his bondage and keep us from being free to serve God and to do the things of God. And he doesn't permit that. And we have to decide, am I going to function under this old flesh again? Or do I function under the the new flesh that I have, the new body, the new me in who Christ has made me? Satan is the master of conviction. And he will make you think that everything that you're doing is right. And he will tell you, God's truth doesn't matter. You say, oh my, he wouldn't do that. Yeah, let me tell you something. Remember in the Garden of Eden? In the Garden of Eden, here's what he said to Eve. Did God really say that you would die if you ate of this? Did he really say that? Surely God wouldn't say that to you. Surely God didn't say that. You see, that don't matter. He's not going to kill you just because you eat a little bit of fruit. Gee, it's, it's all good. Don't pay any attention to that. And we buy into that mess. That's what keeps us in bondage. We don't understand the truth of what Jesus is saying to us. And then Jesus said in John chapter 8 and verse 44, you remember when he pointed to the Pharisees and he said, you are of your father the devil. Satan, he is a liar from the beginning. He's still a liar. He was a murderer from the beginning. He's still destroying people. We just saw it. We just saw it. And he he tells us if we're going to live, we've got to surrender that old nature to God and step back away from that and live in that new nature as we find the war going on, the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the flesh. What are we going to do? You make the decision. I have to make the decision. We have to decide who are we going to be. You're going to quit, throw up your hands and give up? Are we going to step out and say, you know, we can make this happen. We can build for the glory of God. We can reach out to others. And it's time that we understand that we are under bondage when we follow after this old nature. When you decide which nature controls your freedom, then you will understand where you are. You see, we're free to do what we want. But we're also free not to do what we want. That's the old and the new. This old nature said, just, just go ahead and do it. And you know what he said? Well, if you get to feeling bad, just, just ask God to forgive you. you. You know how to do that. And so we just go on. We just live this way. And all of a sudden you get to feeling a little bad or something that exposes you. And you say, well, listen, God, I, di- I didn't mean that. So you, you see where, I, where we stand? Satan begins to challenge you. 
Some people would choose to do whatever. Doesn't matter the consequences. God will forgive you. And we live with that, 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 that idea in our head. God will forgive you. God will forgive you. It's okay. Will God forgive you? Sure he will forgive you. But I'm going to tell you something. Repentance is not just a meager, oh, yeah, God, I like to forgot. Forgive me of all my sins. Amen. No. Repentance is when we get on our faces and say, oh, dear God, I have sinned against you. I have sinned. That sets us free. We begin to follow that nature that God has given to us. We repent. The war goes on. Paul continues to describe it. The law. Me. My members. Inside me. It's all about me. But I thank God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You want to be free? Surrender that old nature to God. And live in that new nature that He has created. But you want to be free? Then you need to understand the truth of God. Verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Being free is knowing the truth of knowledge in Christ. See, here's our problem. We don't remember, we don't know who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, and what Christ has done for us. Who am I? You can look up a biography of me, or you can, you can read about me, or you can know me. But you don't know me. You know of me. See, you say, well, Brother Norman is my pastor, has been for this many years. But you see, there's a lot of the things about me you don't know. And guess what? I'm, I'm going on nearly 29 years here. I don't know about you. See, we let people know what we want them to know. But yet we understand now, God is the one that knows this. And if you can say, I know about Jesus, and I know who He is, you can know about Jesus, but you're not in Christ. If you're in Christ, you have an intimate relationship with Him intimately drawing us to him and we have this this uh, relationship that says i have been born again and how is that because god sent his son to this earth to do what god couldn't do and what is it that god couldn't do he couldn't die for our sins god couldn't do that he didn't die so what did he do? He sent his only begotten son. God himself came down, enfleshed himself, and he died for my sins. He died for your sins. He died on that cross. That's what we accept. That's what we receive. That's what we trust. And we have forgiveness of sin. That's the truth that Jesus gave us. Not only that, but in Christ, we have resurrection power. The power that's given to, to Christ to come forth from the dead that same power belongs to me and you. Jesus walked out of the tomb. Jesus lives forever. Jesus could not be held in a grave. And the scripture teaches us that neither can we as long as we are in Christ. If you're free in Christ, John 8, 36 says, you're free indeed. Totally free. If we have the knowledge of what Jesus did for us. 
But also you've got to understand that not only are we free because of what Jesus has done and accepting that by faith, but we are free because our life is empowered by the Spirit of God. Look at verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, in Christ Jesus, I am free. What is the law of sin and death? You ready? You find it in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 18. And here's the law of sin and death. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. There's it. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. That's what Ezekiel said. He said it again. The soul that sins, dies. That's what he says. Look over in the 23rd verse of chapter 6 of Romans. And it says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm not making this stuff up. This is what God has said to us. If we hold to that sin, we will die. And I'm not talking about a physical death. Every one of us are going to face that. I'm talking about a spiritual death, which is separation from God. Because we hold on to this, we're not free. Satan will keep you choked down. Satan will blind you. Satan will cover you. Satan will withdraw you. Satan will push you away. Satan will keep things from you just so that he can keep a hold of you. And you say, yeah, that's what he does to them lost people. No, that's what he does to Christian people. He doesn't want you to have any more light. He doesn't want you to see the truth of God. He doesn't want you to know the truth of God. He doesn't want you to be able to function and say, I don't need you. I pray, oh God, to serve you. Don't turn around and look at Satan and say, Satan, I rebuke you. And he said, oh, yeah. And you say, yeah. What do you mean by rebuke? And so we get in this conversation with us, and all of a sudden, he's got us jerked up by the head, and he's making us do things we don't want to do. You leave him alone. You want to talk about him? Then give him to God. God, I can't fight this. It's, it's out of my power, but God, you've got the power. Dear God, deliver me from what Satan is trying to do. That's what freedom's all about. And so the next time Satan comes knocking at your heart, let the Holy Spirit answer the door. And guess what he'll say? Ah, wrong house. Excuse me. We're in the spirit. Jesus is in the flesh that died. But he said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'm not going to leave you little orphans. I'll come to you. So what did he do? God came as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into us when we ask Jesus Christ to save us. God makes us brand new. He floods us with the Spirit of God. And what we have to do to remain free is that we understand He made us brand new. He made us to be in Christ. He married us to the, to the Lamb of God. The groom. We are the bride. He married us to His Son. We're not the same. The Spirit is in me. Don't sit around and beat yourself up and say, Oh, I, just, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't done that. Listen, if I did that every time I said something that was out of turn, I'd have knots all over my head. 
my mouth gets away from me sometimes. I'm sure yours don't. What I do gets away from me sometimes. You don't do that? And I beat myself up and I, and I said, oh man, I, just, man, I don't, don't know. What, I don't know what that ever did, but it made you feel good. Let me tell you something. When you and I try to beat ourselves up over this, God's looking at us and said, why don't you just talk to me? Why don't you just ask me? Because you see, I'll forgive you because that's who I am. And I forgive you because of who you are in Christ. And the Holy Spirit has come to convict us. That's why when these things happen, we just want to stomp. We want to do that because we know we have sinned. That's the Spirit in you. When you can do stuff and just walk away and say, I don't care what they think. I don't care what they believe. I don't care. I don't care anything about that. And you have no conscience toward that. That's because you don't have the Spirit inside of you. Because the Spirit will convict you. The Spirit will change you. The Spirit will guide you. The Spirit will teach you. The Spirit will do everything that you need done. And He seals us. We are free by the power of that Holy Spirit to have everything that God has given to us. Look at verse 3. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. He's condemned it. But I am not condemned in Christ. Now, you know what that word means? That word condemnation there in verse 1? It comes from two words, two Greek words. <coughs> One of them means to turn down. Okay? And so what it means is, is that in judgment, judge, it means, well, the other word means judge. The, the other one means down. So it means to judge down. So what, it, what it's talking about is, you remember, you see in these, uh, these emperors on, on the shows we used to go to, and they'd look up at him, and they'd have somebody in the lion's pit or somebody with a sword at somebody else's uh, throat, and the emperor would look up, and it just depends on how he felt, and he would go. And that meant death. Remember that? Well, that's, that's what the word condemnation means, to judge down. There is no, notice this, in Christ, there is no judging down. God never goes. He always says, attaboy. Aren't you glad to know God doesn't do this? Now, you've got me, don't you? You've got me. I, I can just hear your voices. Oh, yeah? What about all them people he sent to hell? He has never, ever sent anyone to hell. That person chooses to go. We have the privilege of knowing Jesus Christ as our Savior to set us free to live in Him. Our Christ, the one who died for us, the one who gave His life for us. You want to be free? Let the Spirit do the work in you. Let Him fill you. Let Him change you. I've told you, I've told you many times, I, I pray that when I die, I'm standing behind a pulpit somewhere, and I just collapse. 
that just make me happy. Because I want to die preaching the word. I don't want to be sitting around saying, I'm tired of that mess. I'm never tired of that mess. I love sharing Jesus. What he's given to us and the promises that he's made to us. And if we're going to be free, forever free, we need to love the Lord with everything we have in Him. Verse 4 says, The righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. You want to be forever free? Serve the, God, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve Him. Get busy. Tell others. Invite them. Go get them. Whatever it might be. Let's get busy. Teach a Sunday school class. Build up your Sunday school, whatever it takes. We serve the Lord in what we do. You want to be forever free? Love one another. Because you see, Jesus said, it's a good sign that you don't love me if you don't love your brother. It's a good sign. So we love each other. Because we love God. We love God, we love each other. And being free is knowing, I am a child. Of God. They attacked our freedom, made us mad. They attacked us. And we got so angry at Osama bin Laden. How many of you kind of, when you saw his picture come up? He's dead. But there are others behind him. And I'm going to tell you something. As long as Satan is doing his work, there's going to be others. I'm not a prophet to tell you it's going to happen this day or this day or this day. But I know this. Satan is still active. Right? But if my people call by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Then will I hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins and heal their lands. Dear Christian friend, if you and I are ready to stop stumbling and falling and trying to blame everything but in me, then it's time for us to live free for Christ. Which means we have to get rid of those sins. We have to get rid of those things that are harboring guilt and anger and anguish. We have to move all of those things out of the way. I choose to be free. Would you along with me make that same choice? I choose to be free in Christ. I choose that. And if you choose freedom, we shall be free indeed. It's all in Jesus. Time to just turn loose of this other mess and quit holding back and quit putting it off. It's time. You need Jesus as your Savior. There's somebody sitting here that needs to know Christ right now. You need to find him. You need to belong to this church. You need to change whatever's, what's going on in your life, whatever that is. God needs us to change. We are free, but only in Christ. Let's pray together. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. You're here this morning without Christ. You've never received him.
You've never asked him to come into your heart. Right now, you can know him. If you would open your heart in faith, that's your hand that reaches out to take the gift God is offering. And here's how you receive the gift. You pray this prayer with me. Dear Father, I know I'm a lost sinner. I believe Jesus Christ died for me. I believe he rose again. By faith, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of all of my sin. Save me, Lord. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. If you've asked Jesus to save you this morning and you've prayed that prayer with me, I want to invite you to get up. <clears throat> Man, woman, boy, or girl, come. Come now. Come quickly. Let me talk to you. Let me visit with you and tell you just exactly what you need to do. You want to pray that prayer? You didn't, you didn't pray it, but you'd sure like to. Get up and come. We'll pray it together. Me and you. I'll guide you. We'll pray it together. You come. Need a church home? By letter, by statement. Folks, time to go to work. Time to get busy. Free in Christ. Don't put the decision off. Come to know Jesus. Come be a part of the church. By, by letter from another Baptist church, by statement. If you were baptized in another church, but you were saved by grace and baptized by immersion, you can come by statement and be free in Christ, doing what he's asked you to do. We'll work all that out. You just come this morning, right now. Step out and come. Father, in the name of Jesus, give us the boldness to step out and say yes to you in Jesus' name. As we stand together and as we sing, I invite you to come. Come now. Come quickly.